Welcome to the Lorin Kren podcast. I'm your host, Lorin Kren, and I want to support you in deepening your awakening and realizing your fullest potential. Okay. Okay, brother, you ready? Ready. <laughs> Let's set the intention both that we're going to have an amazing podcast episode with wonderful insights and wonderful and wonderful experience, shared intimate brotherhood. Yes. Let's start. Welcome to episode number 31, guys, today with Corey Kales. Corey Kales is an online fitness coach who helps his clients to lose fat, to gain muscle mass, and also to change and transform their mindset. He has a very holistic approach, which I personally love because it's not just about fitness. It's also about the mindset, about the spirit. I've heard that you also meditate and you also teach your clients or give them the advice to meditate. So, Corey... Before we start this podcast, before we start this podcast, before we dive into your mindset, mm. I want to start with that we both share our deepest struggle right now. Mm. Just to get the, just to create a little vulnerable <laughs> space here, so that also because especially in the coaching business, a lot of people think we have it all together. People mm. think like we're most amazing. So, do you want to start or should I start? Heck, it all start. I mean, you put me on the spot, I'll tell you awesome. that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Biggest struggle right now is, to be honest, is, is, is getting really, really clear on my message, on my brand's message. I've been an online coach, like you said, for the last four years. And at first I thought I had it. If you look at my Instagram, you'd think I've had it figured out, yeah. right? But I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring out what I love to coach people on. I know I'm really good in coaching people with their fitness and with changing their beliefs about themselves and thinking empowered thoughts, right? But I'm still figuring it out. So my biggest struggle is finding clarity within myself to so that I can show up in this world without second guessing and without doubting myself. So that's what I'm currently going through. Wow. Thank yeah. you for sharing that, brother. Of course. So I'm going to continue. My biggest struggle right now is that I have so much more responsibility, so many more clients, things are working out. Right. And guys, maybe you don't notice, but the more powerful you become, maybe you've noticed this also, you or the people listening right now, the more powerful you become, the more responsibility you get, the more you also have to work on yourself, the deeper you have to go. So the more powerful you become, the better version you become. That's what I'm experiencing right now. The more is asked of me because mm -hmm. there are more deep connection. There is more intimate connection with people, business partners. And it's very, very difficult sometimes for me to ground myself in this process, to stay relaxed. Because I remember back in the days, it was much more easier to be uncertain, to not know what you're doing. And now I realize, whoa, I have more responsibility. Not that easy sometimes. So that's my biggest struggle right now. Yeah. Wow. So let's dive into this, brother. Yes. So we have already we've already created a vulnerable space here. Okay. <laughs> let's let's dive into it. How did you become Corey Chaos? I mean, you, you've shared with me that you you were overweight. You've shared with me a little bit of your story. So please share with the audience here how you became what you are today. Totally. Um, so I, we might have talked about this before a little bit, 
but my purpose, who I am, was birthed out of my pain. So yes, being overweight was part of that pain story. Um, I was also heavily addicted to food and to drugs. But not only that, the biggest struggle that I faced that you know came from me being overweight and me being addicted to food and drugs was that I just lacked confidence in myself. I truly didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I stood for, what I didn't stand for. I didn't feel like I had this solid ground to come back to. So I was always seeking myself and other people, people pleasing, always worried about what other people thought. And so that manifested as insecurity with myself. And so I lived this way for years, years, 10 years, a whole decade. Imagine that for 10 freaking years. It wasn't fun. And so I was in so much pain, right, with my body, with how I felt, with how I looked, with how I showed up with my parents, my family, my friends, the lack of relationships I had. I was in so much pain one night after coming home from band practice, doing the usual smoking weed, picking up Thai food at 2 a.m. in the morning, getting my can, two cans of Coke, not cocaine, Coca-Cola, <laughs> <laughs> little, little snacks and brownies. I come home at 2 in the morning, try and find something on YouTube to watch, and I'm sitting down at my desk, and I'm about to eat the food, and then it, I realize, holy shit, what am I doing? What am I really doing here? Powerful. And it was like an awareness, like you know how Eckhart Tolle, his story, Eckhart Tolle, his story was that he just had a sudden awa awakening. Yeah. That's kind of, mine so much at that point wasn't a spiritual awakening. You could say it deepened my spiritual essence, but, but it was more of a, just an awakening, an awareness came over. And so in that moment, so funny, a perfect video came on YouTube, how to lose weight without the diet. And so I watched that video while I'm eating, you know, three times <laughs> the food, I'm gonna eat it, of course. And then and then um, I watched that video and I made a promise to myself that night, okay, tomorrow, because it was already two in the morning, tomorrow I'm gonna start this. This is for me, I'm doing this for me. And six months later, man, I'm 65 pounds down, free of addictions, free of food addictions. And I tell you, dude, it wasn't even the me losing the weight, it was, me stepping into this new, fresh identity that is confident, that can show up powerfully, unapologetically. And so the reason why I, I do what I do and who is Corey Kales, the, who am I right now in this moment and what I do is because of the pain that I went through. So my mission is to help people find that confidence within themselves wow. to fulfill their purpose, whatever their purpose is. And the reason why they can't do that because they lack confidence in their body and who they are and how they feel about themselves and their thoughts. And um, I truly believe that everything happens for us and the, re the my struggle happened for me so that I can touch millions of people's lives. This is so beautiful, brother, and thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And also, it reminds me of the quote of Rumi that says, the wound is where the light enters. And this is this is your story, this is my story, and it's so true. Because uh, 
we don't get the light or the amazing transformations and insights from the most beautiful moments mostly. We get them in the darkest of hours, the dark night of the soul, how it is often referred to. Yeah. So beautiful story, brother. Thanks. And let's go a little bit deeper into that. If yeah. you would name free abilities, free skills you have developed that helped you to become who you are today, what would these free skills be? Great question. Three skills. Okay. So this can also be this can also be free insights. It doesn't have to be a skill necessarily. This can be, for example, feeling gratitude or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many. Okay, well, let me let me um I, I would honestly right away start with meditation. Before the Beautiful. fitness, before nutrition. Beautiful. I don't know if I told you, but I started meditating on and off when I was 14 years old. Actually 13 and a half. Wow. And I yeah. That's a, that's a whole other story. I was trying to reach this thing called enlightenment for so long, man. And, um, and so without meditation, well, let me tell you this. Meditation has helped me really understand who I am without the, the, the bullshit, right? It, under, it helped me understand that I am not my thoughts. I am not what runs in my head. I am the space that encompasses that, wow. right? Yes. And I still don't fully remember that in every moment but i know this and so and so meditation has helped me disidentify from that voice in my head that tells me i'm not good enough okay so that's number one number two is fitness fitness it's not a skill though it's something that can be learned but that is so empowering i am who i am today at my core well, what I do in this in, in this world because of fitness. If I didn't find that strength to push myself in and outside of the gym, I would not find that strength to show up, run my own business, pub, do public speaking, be here with you. Yeah. This has allowed me to find that inner strength, more so than you know the muscles and everything, but it allowed me to connect with my inner strength. And that's why I love fitness. That's number two. Number three, Three is hmm. and I would say the mind, the mind. Now that's so like such a blanket um, word, the mind, but understanding our mind, my mind. So for the how, long, how, so how your fears work, how your attachment style works, all these kind of things. Yeah, I, understanding when I wake up, what am, what am I thinking? What, why am I feeling this way, oh, right? How, how, how am I going about my day-to-day -day life that's causing me to experience this or to how, feel How this way has your mind been programmed and how can you take action based on that and, and find ways to not give by, not give in and to... Exactly. So, so you can call that like personal development or, yes. or inner work, whatever, but it's... it's connecting with my mind and, and being curious, not so like judgmental, being curious. Hmm, what is Corey thinking about right now that's causing him to feel this way? What is he believing about this person or myself or life that is allowing me to feel this way? So, so we could even say having a little bit of humor also in this. We could even, I mean, it's a little bit absurd, but when you say something like, who is speaking right now? Who, who, yeah. what, is the, what does this fear want? It's a beautiful perspective and beautiful approach to 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 heal because especially in the in the spiritual journey in the spiritual seeker identity community and what 
whatever, there is always, I see so much seriousness. And I also knew this, felt this inside myself. Always this, maybe guys, you know, this is always this, I need to heal. I need to work through my trauma. I need to do this. But, but that is not really what the path is actually meant, supposed to teach us. Yeah. So this is another topic. You said meditation, you said fitness, and you said understanding your mind and how it has been programmed. Yeah. So you would also say that that meditation and fitness both have helped you to develop discipline, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. What what is your what is your because that's exactly my next question, what is your relationship to discipline? How you view it? Do you think it's one of the key components to reach success in any area of your life? That's a good question. I I definitely think discipline plays a huge part. However, people who who you know people think that if they're not successful they don't have discipline that's not always true i think beautiful i love that yeah it's not always a matter of lacking discipline it's sometimes simply lacking a vision yeah right? if you have a vision then and it's compelling and you know why you want this vision for yourself or humanity then Discipline is going to naturally come, right? Yeah, you're not going to be 100% disciplined all the time. I'm definitely not. Me neither, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I don't meditate every single morning. I probably should, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. But, but so discipline is important, but it's not the be-all, end-all. And I think people focus way too much on discipline and not enough on their vision, yeah. right? And if we can cultivate the vision and remember our vision, then in and of itself that vision will hold all the discipline you need because if you like if you're let's say something comes up in your life and you're trying to do something that isn't good for you hone in on your vision what do i truly want yeah. and then you'll know in that moment will this thing help me get there or not well, yeah. maybe this thing will so, you're also speaking about core values here like for instance how i review decisions now is so different than how i did it in the past so okay. I give you an example. When yeah. something happens, when conflict arises, I have certain, I have six to eight really core values, and, and and I'm gonna give my best to act consciously upon these eight core values or six core values. Uh, yeah. and, and that's exactly what you're referring to in some kind of way. You're referring to okay. Something is happening. Something is not going the way you want it. Okay, I'm tune out of that. You tune into your vision. What is it that I truly want? What? Where is it there that I truly want to go? And then, boom, you're back on the path. Can you share these values with us? So, for instance, one of my core. Everybody has different core values. Everybody. This is really about reflecting. And, and it's important, guys. Who listen? Everybody who's listening right now, don't just take my values or take. Corey's values really create your own values. So I'm going to start with a very abstract one directly. One really important one for me is loyalty. Loyalty is a, for me extremely important. That means I am extremely loyal to my brother, to my girlfriend. This is so important for me at the same time because I embody it. Also, of course, I want that others are loyal towards me. And here is the thing about core values and about a vision you can only expect something from others, at least in my experience, when you live it and embody it yourself. Mm. So when I don't embody loyalty, and I'm not talking I'm not talking about that this is dogmatically right now. You don't have to dogmatically follow your core values, but loyalty is important. Another one is love. I have mm. to follow love. This might sound abstract, but 
I can really feel when a decision is is opening my heart and I think you can do the same and you really feel, oh, this is really, it just feels right for you. Yeah. So I want to follow love before I make a decision. This is also one of my core values. And one of my core values is discipline. Discipline. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I always say a man without discipline is divided. Because here is the thing. You need the vision and the discipline, like you said so beautifully before. The discipline helps you to break down this big vision into Mm. small steps along the journey. Nice. So you're saying discipline is important, but the vision is as equally as important. Yes, yes. Because otherwise, how will we know if what we're doing, if what we're being disciplined with will even help us get there? Like It's like ship if a ship is on the water going to china and it doesn't have the destination there it can it's how is it going to get there just like the human mind we must plant the seed where we're going you maybe have great goals and a vision for humanity and yourself yeah if you didn't have that you can be disciplined in your day-to-day life exactly to get there so yeah definitely equally as important i love that i love that so it has to come from a deeper place and discipline alone is just not enough yes that's what i believe i love that i love that brother beautiful approach so let's jump right into the next question i have for you is what are kind of practices you said to me that you do a meditation practice but what are practices you do when you realize oh i'm feeling really shitty let's say cory kills wake cory kills you wake up 6 yeah. 6 a.m in the morning you have yeah. a busy day a lot of clients a lot of things to do and you just feel like utter shit you don't know what you do with your life you feel miserable and you know you can't cancel this these these phone calls or these skype sessions or in-person sessions you have so what is something you would do one or two or three practices you do in order to regain your sense of self your sense of power yes okay there's a lot of things i i do sometimes i rotate between them whatever i feel good doing in the moment but one of the main things i have is a journal okay the journal is just where i put down my thoughts so if i wake up feeling poopy which sometimes <laughs> it's a cool word <laughs> sometimes i do I right away make a list of 10, 20, 30 things that I am grateful for in the moment. Gratitude journal, I love it. I knew you'd love that because it's proven, like neuroscience is pro- has proven over and over again that when we are grateful for something, we cannot be in a state of fear or lack. It, those two don't exist at the same time, right? And so usually that helps, but so, I'll be honest with you, man, sometimes I, that feeling still lingers. And usually it's because what I did the night before led up to that feeling, but that's a whole other discussion, no problem. So if that is still, still, if I still feel a little negative or a little doubtful or fear or, or, or lack or scarcity, then I would sit down and just feel into my body. Now this is powerful because Beautiful. the story of our feelings are always different than the actual feeling itself. The feeling yes. is just energy, right? When we can sit down with that, without the story, 
not only does it transmute kind of into like presence, but we can fully experience it from a different perspective. Ooh, I love that one. It's like the it's like the Buddha said, you have to you have to see reality and see things for what they are. And what he was referring there was exactly what you're sharing right now. We see through the, through the lenses of our stories, of our beliefs. I am not worthy. I'm not this. They betrayed me. They, uh, they should be do, they should have done this or I should have done that. But the actual reality always looks, is always more beautiful, more peaceful actually yeah. than in our minds. I love that. Gratitude yeah. journal. So you said feeling into your body, sitting down with it. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then lastly is movement, like getting into your body. Oh, with yes. That's powerful. Yes. Right. Because most of the time we're in our head. But when we mm. go to the gym or run, even a five minute run or a cold shower or do some yoga, it brings our awareness out of our head and into our body where we no longer play that story, right? Or no longer identify and attach to that. Yeah. It's just bring the energy from our head in our body. So a combination of all three I tend to do when I'm feeling disempowered or when I'm focusing on stuff that's not making me feel so good. I love that. So guys, Corey just mentioned three practices. Number one is the gratitude journal. So he wakes up when he doesn't feel good. He writes down at least 10 things he's grateful for. Number two is he meditates, quote unquote, or he sits down and feels into his body and looks at the story, the story he's telling himself. And number three is getting physical. Let's talk a little bit more about getting physical. I mean, the thing is, there is a great book. It's called The Body Keeps the Score, where they actually prove. Have you read it? No, but I've heard good things. Where, they, where, they, where they've actually found out that trauma is saved in our body. So as long as we don't get physical, and I always tell this also to my clients, is you have to get physical. You have to move in whatever shape or form, like you just mentioned, because stuck energy yeah, we all have stuck energy. And like you said, it's energy and that energy has to flow. So I love that you mentioned movement here because there's a lot of people and I'm no, no judgments here that say feel into it. And this is all very passive, but a lot of people need an active approach. So guys, for example, somebody listening right now for, for you writing a journal is amazing for you meditating and just being quiet is amazing, but others might need the cold shower. Others might need to challenge themselves and go on on a hike on a run like you mentioned so i love it that you have this variety and you just based on your intuition based on what you feel far yeah. from what i've heard you just do whatever you feel like you need right now to That's move it. and get 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 rid of this or get rid quote unquote but process this negative quote unquote energy yeah and you you said it with with you know tuning into our intuition because sometimes we need the meditating and sometimes we simply need to go out for a run or yes. go for a walk yes. so it's about tuning in and saying okay like, it's like it. dude sometimes like i want to meditate and i realize oh i feel okay but i'm stuck in the state and then i go to the gym i lift yeah. really heavy weight let's say i do five out of five uh, bench press weighted pull-ups and yeah. some front squats for yeah. instance yeah. man then i'm like this i feel so good like, <laughs> like it, it, man. it always varies yeah i love that yeah so tuning in, asking what our body wants or needs right now and we're yes. sort of guided and like okay yes. maybe a walk would be better than yes. journaling. 
Beautifully answered, but let's move to the next question. With your clients, how is it that your clients achieve these results? Because as you said before, it's not just about the weight loss. It's not just about gaining muscle. They could also just, let's be really honest, everybody can do this also on their own. But however, your clients are achieving amazing results, much better results than people who just watch a couple of YouTube videos. How is that? How is it that your clients are able to really achieve these magnificent results with you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, Well, number one, the biggest thing is they have me in their life, right? So, so, yeah, and they have my experience and my knowledge and my accountability and understanding of them, right? I'm never going to give a client something that they don't love or don't resonate with. How they achieve the results is, of course, with the fitness and with the nutrition, but I think more, and I I know more, that it's with helping them cultivate the, I hate the word mindset, but I would say the (laughs) the psychology and understanding of how, of their mind. The psychology, helping them truly understand and implement what it's going to take to make a lasting transformation. And I am all about making creating a lasting transformation right and so if i can help my clients understand why they're doing what they're doing for what reason what is their ultimate purpose and vision i don't need to remind them oh you got to be disciplined with this you got to go to gym my clients do that anyways i love that yeah deeply realize what their vision is so you're providing them with a framework that's sustainable you you say a diet that's sustainable you i I saw in your post which i love where you said any diet that's not sustainable is not good for you and i love this i share the exact same mindset quote unquote (laughs) the word you don't like but so you really take a step deeper you don't just give your clients a a a meal plan and and a fitness plan you go deeper you want to know the why and you make them you really bring up that why you create this bigger vision with them together and i think that is the core component why you're such a powerful coach because Mm -hmm. you really you really bring out the best of them. You go, you go a level deeper. That's that's what I love. That's where your work transcends fitness, transcends creating a diet plan or whatever. It transcends everything, and you go actually. It's a very spiritual approach you're having, which I, yeah, I love that, man. Thanks, man. And and in addition to that, I would add, I would add, um, I would add, yeah, of course, the sustainability and cultivating that purpose within my clients' lives. What's equally so important is helping them change their deep beliefs about themselves. Because I'll, I'm going to share a little story with you here. When I had six-pack abs, when I transformed my body completely and I was sh- like, I had veins coming out of my abs, I still felt like this fat person. Yeah, crazy, that? crazy, yeah. And it wasn't until I worked on my identity, on who I felt like I was, that's when everything changed. That's when I actually can maintain this level of leanness and this physique. I loved it, yeah. You you actually answered my second question. My question was, so you go into the belief system. You really Mm want to find out what are the... So would you say that your approach is similar to what I'm going to say right now? You look at a client and say, okay... 
how are their beliefs holding them back from losing weight, from eating intuitively, from yeah. gaining some more muscle mass? Is that is that similar to your approach? Totally, totally. Even even before you know, I work with my clients what, on our calls, on our initial calls to seeing if we're the right fit. You can usually um, sense a person's belief system based on the words they're using yes. and how they're speaking. Yeah. And of course, I question it, and but I do it in a way that that isn't um, confrontational. It's sort of a, a, a compassionate curiosity because then they are com compassionate and curious about their beliefs, and then they see it from a different perspective and say, "Hmm." I guess I didn't think of it that way, right? If you ask something, someone a simple question, right? Not convoluted, but something simple, they're able to reflect and say, why, why am I believing this? And it's hard, It's I'm not gonna lie, it's hard to change someone's beliefs, especially if they don't even know they have that belief. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, my, it's, it's one of my core principles in coaching is helping people unroot their deep rooted negative beliefs and inst install new beliefs empowering to, yes yeah. powerful brother i'm doing the same work we're sharing really? the same vision here the thing is can you would you be able to give us a, a practical example let's say you you you're on a call initiation call with one of your uh, maybe future clients and you you start to really question you you really observe them how they're speaking could you could you give us one example for example certain words that are being said that lead to a certain belief yeah Okay, so I'll give you an example of a real client. His name is Philippe. Philippe yes. is um, he's quite heavy. He's been heavy his whole life. Yes. Most of his life. And I, I asked him because he was a client at this point, still is. I said, Philippe, tell me, tell me how you feel about yourself when you wake up, when you look in the mirror, when you're interacting with people. It's a right? powerful question. That's yeah. a really powerful question. And he was open. So right away he told me, I just feel like this fat, sluggish not confident person. I said, okay, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for genuinely sharing that with me, Philippe. I love the vulnerability, yeah. Yes, yes. And and so, okay, so I took him through a visualization on our call. I had him get grounded, present, close his eyes, and helped him envision. So he has this belief, number one, that he's fat, right? Let's just say this belief, I am fat, because that's the belief that I have. And so I had him, okay, ease, calm down, get present for a few minutes, and then picture how he, him, in his ideal body type, and how he would feel, okay? So I had him close his eyes, envision him fitting into his beautiful clothes, looking down at his body in first person, interacting with people, okay? And I had him really sit with that for a few minutes, because sometimes it takes longer if you don't believe that you can be that person. And then I said, okay, Philippe, how do you feel? And he said, I feel strong. I feel fit. And I said, okay, Philippe, continue that feeling. And so we felt into his body and he felt how amazing that feeling is. And so how we change our beliefs is exactly that. We think of a new belief, we embody that new belief and we practice it. And a belief is simply a thought practice many times. So if anybody here listening wants to change a belief, I'm not good enough. I, this, I'm just, you know, whatever that belief is, we can change that through repetitive thought and emotion. Yeah. And so that's what I've been working on with Philippe a lot. And it's been amazing. He's yes. made a 
in progress. This is an extremely powerful example and also shows again the power of vision, how yes. powerful vision is. So you said you can work. Let's talk, let's go deep into that because I love that, Corey, and I love your expertise and and the way you share about this. So you say the way you to work through a belief is through developing a new thought pattern and through emotion. I would also add to this also the physical part. So I can give an example here. Yeah. Um, what 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 really helped me on my journey was exactly what Corey is talking about right now. But for instance, let's say somebody has a phone addiction. So okay. number one would be, for example, maybe you could tell this right now. Let's say somebody, let's let's make this a little bit fun for both of us because yeah. it's a little bit challenging because we both don't deal with clients who have a phone addiction. So, yeah. so how would would that new thought then look look like? So the belief is that I need my phone. Like the belief is yeah, I need, I, my... I need validation for, on okay. from Instagram. Let's let's make it practical. Yeah. So the the thought is the thought of them like reaching their phone. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm not good enough without my phone. I need yes. this to get to feel good. I need this, blah, 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 right? So yes. that's the belief, right? So, so sorry, you asked me how, how I would change that. Yes, how you would change that belief, how you would shift from that belief. Yeah, so I, you can do it a, a few different ways. I would, I would, um, right, right now I want to say, you know, Put it away or don't do that but i would also say see, see what happens what comes up if you don't do that thing Just yeah i love that yeah what, what do you what feelings come up and how can you how what else can you do to to um not cope but to um use that energy in your body that that is tense and that wants to check that phone so what other, what other, can you go for a walk? Can you breathe? Can you do breath work? Can you jump? Can you dance? Can you sing? Can you play an instrument? So I see what you're saying with the. Um, I loved it. That's that's exactly what I was referring to. That's exactly what I want to talk about. You just said it. I couldn't say it more beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's it, guys. That's how you change a belief. Yeah. So let's move. If there's anything else you want to share, tell me. But. Otherwise, we can move on to another thing. Yeah. I see on your Instagram, and as I shared with you before, my girlfriend loves your videos, yeah. especially. Let's. I'm gonna just put a label here. No, it's just a label. Let's say you yeah. have a very, you have a humorous, a very comedian approach in these kind of videos. Yeah. If you don't follow Corey Chaos on Instagram, check out his videos. You will, you will then see what I'm, what I'm talking, what I'm referring to. I about you dressing, you dressing up like that. Can you a little bit share about how 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 that happened and how you have such a open and powerful approach today to it? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, what Lauren's referring to is is I I have like an alter ego kind of on Instagram on my social media, and this is actually really um, recent. Up until a couple weeks ago, I bought a wig for Halloween. Yeah. And yeah, and now I bought another wig. I have a, I have a brunette and I have a <laughs> wig. Yeah, and basically, um, I honestly don't know what sparked it, but I realized that number one, people love being entertained, and especially my mission is, of course, to educate people. But I realize it's so much better when people light lighthearted about what they're learning because it sticks with them and they're enjoying it. Yeah. So, I blend education, inspiration, and humor, and then I realize I'm a naturally funny person. Especially yes, when you are, brother. You are. 
when I when I have a wig. So I started making these educational, funny videos, and the response has been crazy. And people actually learn from what I'm sharing, and yeah. they get a good laugh out of it. Yeah. And I feel like like we talked about before, because I'm comfortable with who I am, I'm able to step into this, you know, um, very feminine. Uh, character and yes. own it, right? Yes, I love it. You own it. I love it. That's for me what I would call healthy masculinity because mm. you are not stepping into a sort of role of I'm alpha, I'm the fitness guru, I'm the fitness coach, look at me, always having it all together. I love your approach that you also bring the feminine essence here because this is what the world needs right now. This is where my work sets foot in. This is where this is where I I come in play. Yeah. And I love what you're doing here because you are also not just educating, entertaining people, you're also embodying a new healthy masculinity which shows that it's all about owning yourself and not about how you how you appear to others what kind of clothes you have but i i love that i love that approach brother i love yeah. that and the people did you all i think you also with these kind of things you create a certain uncomfortable feeling in others because before you answer here i do that also i have a very extreme approach always i have a certain style of talking this is just yeah. me and yeah. and it, it it raises like for instance i said to one of my clients you have to stop watching porn forever you stop today and it, it really i have a very drastic very strict very intense approach of course yeah. i mean it from a loving place but it's just my way of doing certain things and i realize it created a lot of really a lot of not feeling comfortable. So did that also happen with you when you started doing these videos? Yeah, I mean, from a few people, that's a great question. A few people told me I should ease down on those videos. And <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> and that's how you know you're doing something right. Yeah, people, yeah, you, ease you, down, brother. <laughs> yeah, and at first I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe you're right. And then I realized that second thought came, you know what? No, this is this is who I am. Not this person, not this yeah, character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the expression, <laughs> the, <laughs> the expression, the lightheartedness, the yes. joking, the, yeah. the playfulness. And I realized that these people, whatever, they 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 have their own opinion. Um, and I love them for that, for you know, telling me that, but at the same time this feels right people love it and i'm going to own own myself and own how i'm showing up and just do it differently than every serious coach is doing it yeah, right exactly i used to be it's serious so repetitive brother it's yeah. so repetitive when you go on instagram everywhere it's all the same that same. is why you stick out when i look at your content brother I, you stick out. It's different. It's a new approach. It's powerful. But when I look at many other health and fitness coaches, always the same thing. Always. You can just, sorry to say that, but you can, if one of them stops doing what they're doing, another one fills the spot. But because Corey Kales owns, you own who you are, your identity, your playfulness, your humor, your taking life not too seriously, which I love, which is very important, which the world needs. By owning that, you stick out, your yeah. uniqueness. So you would also agree with me that 
if we don't own ourselves, we're not able to step into our authentic and vulnerable power, right? I love that. I yes. love that. Yes, yes. If we don't own ourselves, yeah, yeah. And the next question then is how 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 can we own ourselves and who are we? What's the step before owning ourselves? I feel like in, innately we already know who we are. We already have yeah. that sense of a feeling. It's about coming into um, alignment with that and then owning it because we can own a fake, a false old identity. Love that you mentioned this. Yes. Yeah. So how again, like. I don't mean to take over, but how can we, how can we come into alignment with who we are? Because yes. this is important, right? Yes. Really. Yes. Yeah. No, brother. This is so good that you mentioned it because you can. We like Corey just said, guys. You can really uh, just fall into this fake identity. For example, you tell yourself, "I have to be this. I have to be." For example, let's say your soul path or your soul actually let's go a little bit more abstract here but your soul wants something else but you think i have to be this fitness coach i have to be in this kind of way yeah that's called fake owning like you just mentioned so like Corey said i love that is you first have to find out what is your mission and align with your soul's mission what is what and guys you always know what your soul's mission is when you feel a sense of not feeling good but feeling it's right. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's back to the core values. How do you know that a core value is so, for example, let's say, let's say one of your clients, one of my clients says, yeah, but what do I get? Let's say in your case, what do I get from changing my body? I'm still the same person, right? But the thing is this, you don't know what you're getting until you actually start to experience it. Wow. That's true. And unless you have the experience, you cannot really say, uh, cannot really talk about the changes. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. you that that's what I'm referring to. You have to really experience what is right for you. And there is a sense of yes. And yeah. you always you know this, Corey. The, your heart is like expanding. It's like you you're not hype. You're not like whoa, I'm the best. Yeah. It's more like a quiet still calm you are feeling so nourished by the universe almost yeah make it poetic <laughs> but true, and, at, and, and and fake owning would be yeah i got it i'm the best i'm the motherfucker i'm the real dog out there but but yeah that's that's yeah, yeah that, that's i love that i love that you mentioned this so cory um let's if there's anything you want to tell, talk about still, tell me. Otherwise, we move on to the end of this podcast. This episode is, by the way, extremely powerful. I love this space we're creating. I love it. So to end this podcast, I'm going to give you a couple of questions and you're only allowed to answer with one word or maximum one sentence. You can also say pause and we go a little bit deeper into it, which is totally fine. Or otherwise, just one word or one sentence. So what does the world need right now? If you were an alien looking at the world, what does the world need the most right now? Compassion. Compassion. I love that. Let's say it's your last day on earth. You're about to take your last breath and somebody comes in the room and asks you, what, what was the most important thing about your life? What changed your life? And you just are able to give one sentence, one teaching. 
<laughs> compassion. <laughs> Same thing. Powerful. Yes. Powerful. Exactly. If you look back on the younger version of Corey Kales, and let's say you meet the 14-year-old Corey Kales, what would you do? Would you hug? Would you give an advice? What is something you would do? Is this one word still? One word or one sentence. Both is fine. Compassion. Also compassion. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Very clear message. Okay, let's let's go on another one. Now you can't answer compassion. Let's say you're stranded on an island, deserted island. You're only allowed to take three things with you. What three things would you take with you? Okay. We're talking about physical things right now. Okay. Not compassion. <laughs> <laughs> How long are we on this island for? Let's say you're really there for like two or three years. Ooh, okay. Will there be food that I can hunt there? Food, everything is there, but you, your three things you take with you, let's say, in order to keep you grounded, in order to keep you connected, in order to keep you sane. My guitar. Your guitar. A journal that comes with a pen. So really, that's one thing. <laughs> it's, one, it's a full package. <laughs> um, that's a great question. And like a camera to document the process. I love it. So camera, you would journal with a pen and also your guitar to play music. That's it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. similar. I, I would actually, I would also take my guitar. Then I would take probably a meditation pillow because I want to meditate a lot on that island. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe the ground is not that comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. The but last... Yes. What's your third one? What are you going to take? My third one. Hmm. So meditation pillow, my guitar. Yeah, also a camera. To go, to, uh, actually, actually, to be really honest, man, I would also be taking, actually, I could also take the three things you just mentioned. My uh, guitar, because I love playing the guitar. Yeah. It's like a very compassionate process, a very, I, I, I can practice self-love in, in a whole new way when I play the guitar, at least for me. Yeah. And then, Great a journal where I can write everything down, where I can write poems. Mm. Yeah, and the third thing would also be what was the third thing you mentioned again? Uh, camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Camera document the process. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Corey, last yeah. question. Last question. You're only able to answer again one word or one sentence. What is a real man? Wow, it's powerful. Is a real man. A real man is someone, is a man who is in touch with not only his masculine, but equally so his feminine, and he nurtures his feminine side. Or if he's too feminine, then he nurtures his masculine. It's a healthy balance between the masculine and the feminine and expressing that unapologetically without any limits wow brother yeah. i loved that that was mm -hmm. an amazing answer mm -hmm. an amazing podcast Corey, where can people find you on social media connect with you yes so i use mostly instagram and youtube so it's just Corey kale so you can find Corey me kales. i'm gonna put you in the in the notes of the of the podcast episodes in the footnotes and thank you so much for being for 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 sharing this space with me and for creating this episode together 
I think this is going to help a lot of people out in many, many ways. We've touched certain topics and I love talking about them. I would love to have you again on the podcast in the future because we could keep talking for hours right now. Okay. I mean, I could I could keep talking with you about these kind of things for for three hours minimum. Yeah, that's amazing. It's been a pleasure, man. It's a really powerful podcast. Sorry for the noise in the background. <laughs> 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 renovation across. Yeah. Man, that, it's been powerful. And for sure that whoever is listening definitely would get a ton of value from this if they listen to the whole thing. They got to listen to the whole thing. They got to review your podcast. They got to yes. follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yes, guys, follow Corey Kales on Instagram, on YouTube. And if you're serious about losing maybe some weight, changing your mindset about the fitness journey and really not just getting a better body, but also understanding how you can have a sustainable diet, sustainable training training plan, then reach out to Corey. Reach out yeah. to Corey. He's the man to go to. <laughs> and was amazing, brother. I appreciate you so much. I love you. Love you too, and man. yeah, thank you so much for joining the podcast. See you, See you soon.